Okay, so uh, good morning, everybody. And we have been having a conversation about negative leadership. And we're just going to take off from where we were in the 80s. So uh, you, uh, you, you see the microphones, they're hard to pick up. I'm going to be, if you see me moving them around or like directing them or something like that, just know that it's because the microphones don't pick up everything. They're, it's hard to hear on the uh, recording. So do our best we can with it, okay? So just uh, understand that. And then uh, what we had in the past hour was we had a discussion about uh, how the, the nature of leadership and what that means. Um, and we, we had this specific discussion about uh, how, do we, how does this translate from a, a qualification standpoint to an active style of leadership. So in other words, we go through the scripture with 1 Timothy uh, and Titus, and we've been talking about that for a couple months, but we're talking about, first of all, what does that look like, but how does that break down? Are we, are we even talking about these texts in the way that we should? And so I'm going to kind of open it back up, and where we left off, I think that um, uh, Andy was the next to speak, so I'm going to let Andy, if, he, if he's okay with that, that he, you can start off, and then we will, I want to keep focus on kind of the track that we are on, okay, so if, if, if I feel like we digress a little bit, that's okay, you're not, you know, a criminal, but I will say, okay, I want to go back to this specific point, so that we can kind of feel like we're being productive. Okay, Andy, would you like to, to uh, make a statement? You can speak right into that microphone. You don't need the... Oh, it, it, pick up from here? Now. Okay. That's good. Oh, good morning, everybody. Good morning. <laughs> I'm glad there's a lot of people in the class to join this whole discussion. I think it's very important, uh, particularly when we talk about things that are serious about what we're going to do going forward. Um, I want to first of all thank uh, Luther for saying something that was very important, and that is that there is brotherly love here. Now we have a problem with the word love because of what the world peddles at us, and especially in this woke culture that basically means don't say anything that offends me. Well, well we know with Jesus, it's another world. He would say things that are very hard, say, does this offend you? Are you also going to leave? like in John 6, in fact, and he didn't worry about that because truth will offend, it will hurt. And that's where some of our own persecution comes about in dealing with the world. The other aspect is that we have a loose word of the word love, and sometimes we're actually talking storge, and sometimes we're talking phileo, but I don't think the word Agape is really firm in our mind. Because doing what is right for someone else is not always pleasant to them. Doing what is right for your children may not be nice and pleasant for them, but they need it. You know, it's very hard to separate storge from agape with your children, especially when they're young. I remember having to discipline Andre when he was about five because he wasn't listening. 
And unlike what people say that if you do something physical in terms of discipline, they're going to hate you less, they're going to run, it's just the opposite. Exactly. Just like God disciplines us, we end up running back to God. After that event, Andre came and gave me a hug and said, Dad, I needed that. That's a five-year-old. And I realized, thank you, Lord, I think I'm on track, I think. And I'm always open to the critique. What am I saying? <clears throat> if we're mature men, we will welcome each other's rebukes, like Proverbs says. Open rebuke, better than hidden love. Let's not play the game. Did Paul love Peter in Galatians 2.11 when he called him on the carpet for being a hypocrite and siding with, with, the, <laughs> with the Judaizers? No, it's not a love. It would have been unloving for him not to do that. Is that easy? No. Of course not. And you've got to be mature enough men to not only do that, model it, and say, hit me when I'm out of line. So the question partly is also not... Are you qualified in terms of Timothy and Titus? But what's your track record being in that realm of maturity? We're supposed to test the deacons, prove them out first. Where, where can you say you've been proven? And get an honest answer from everybody here. I want to know that for myself. I ask for that regularly, anytime I'm in the ministry position. Very important. I want to know where I'm failing because I'm going to be accountable to God, and I'm going to be judged more severely. <clears throat> so I would expect at least that, at least that going forward. There are things that have to be cleaned up um, from the past. So far, we've talked for a couple months. You're still pushing this agenda to finalize it like some corporate act. You're not even getting a grip of the reality of this. You want to serve. Reflect back where you've made mistakes and go and apologize. Your life should be a day of apologies, constant. Constant. That's what I want to see. It was a big mistake to do that survey because that had the potential of causing people to sin. I don't know if you even thought about that. You put people in a position where they could just say whatever they want without any accountability, and that's not scriptural. Scriptural is to go one-on-one, -on -one, to talk to people. If I have a beef, a grief, or a problem, I don't go rumor it to a couple people on the side. I need to go talk to the person who's the issue. And that's what you guys need to model. And to this day, you haven't apologized to the church for that, for that act. Why not? Because one of the fundamental things of leadership is humility and being the first to confess I'm wrong and I shouldn't be doing that. I should never do that. So it, you get me on fire every time because you're still trying to defend yourself. You don't need to. In fact, a real leader doesn't need to defend himself. Say, yeah, I've been wrong again. I'm sorry. I need to correct. Because we're on a growth curve. And boy, we don't like growth. We like status quo. We don't like growth. But your kids force you to grow. The church will force you to grow. So let's, let's grow up. <laughs> One of the texts said at work. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not at fault for that. I know you didn't get to sleep. Sorry, girl, put on your big daddy pants and get to work. 
Anyway, we have some great conversations with guys that work from other churches, just awesome. So, going forward, <clears throat> treat this with severity because God is not calling leaders to take care of some church business. He's causing, he's asking you to model your life and take pot shots at it because people will. They'll call you to the table. It's much different than corporate leadership. You know, you guys are not paying us to be your followers. Doing this free, freely. Why should, why should I follow you? What have you showed in your life that's sacrificial, that really goes beyond just what a normal Christian would do? Hmm? What have you? And that's not bragging saying, I did this or did that. That needs to be stated, like Grady said. He's afraid of bragging. No. It's encouraging to hear he talked to Pam, he talked to Dimitri, he talked to that. Let's please pray about this because this is beyond me. <clears throat> That's maturity. So let's get past that. Get past what the world keeps bringing in here. And get, let's be men and women of God. Another thing I still haven't heard is I want to be an elder because we need to raise our. Our, our standard again and hear what God wants for us. When, 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 when the scripture says that David was a man after God's heart, that's not like we use it today. Oh boy, my son, he's just like me. It literally means David sought the heart of God, what God really wanted. Not what the legalism of the, legalism of the word was saying. But what God really wanted in him, what was the spirit of the law? And he delighted in it. Psalm 19 and 119, beautiful. He was a guy excited about the law. The law. Not about grace, about the law. Perfect. Better than fine gold. Because he realized God's ways are not our ways. And real love rebukes your brother. And real love deals with sin. And real love, real love does things that we normally don't even want to do. You're asking me what I want to see? Let's grow up first and stop the, the games because you have a lot to apologize and to address before we move forward. If you're loving, you're going to display love. If we get a real onslaught, and so far... <laughs> Life carries, in the States, life carries. I saw it at work so many times. I could have had really great positions. All I had to do was just play the game and go along with it. It's easy. What's hard to do is say, no. My, my, my family will suffer. My example will suffer. My example to the guys over there who are suffering more than I will suffer. Those are hard calls. Those cost. If you've done that in your life, please tell me. Because it will encourage me. It's not bragging. Epistles are full of it. I, Paul, suffered for this. I went through that. Please join me in suffering for the gospel. On and on and on. The only kind of thing he says don't do is brag about how much you gave, how good you are. But in our family, that's going to become known anyway. Barnabas sold a piece of land. Find out from other writings, that was half of the property he had in Cyprus to help the church. 
huge, huge gift. Everybody knew his good deed. Is that taken from before the Lord? Is that good deed going to be taken from him because it's known? I don't think so. Okay, let's address one more issue before we move forward. I'm really glad you guys want to be elders and you feel called. That's a start. I remember people telling me, it wasn't my calling, some other people telling me, you need to go to Yugoslavia. No one has the opportunity you do. I said, yeah, but those people eat you alive. That's no joke going there. And it's communist. And I'm young. I'm a year and a half old in Christ. I don't know anything, anything about evangelical Christianity. So I dismissed it. As that built up, I got more and more confirmation from outside, not from within. Do you see Paul saying, I believe I need to be a light to the Gentiles? Acts 13, what happened there? They fasted and prayed, and some people said, set apart Paul and Barnabas for me. Even, even Samuel heard the voice. He went running to Eli. Eli confirmed to him that God's calling him. It's always confirmed. One of the, a couple of preachers told me when I was young in Christ, if you believe God's calling you to do something, go to the elders and preachers that you respect as godly people and get confirmation from them. But make sure that it's more than just what you think you're hearing in your head. Because we all have great gifts that God gave us. Lots of talent. Lots of talent. Great tools to serve. Does that mean you should be a leader? No. Does that mean God's calling you at this moment? How do you know? How do you get that confirmation? Because I think so. Because we're going to do a process. We're going to run this through in a couple months. <laughs> no, you'll make trouble doing that. Because in America, oh boy, <laughs> the power of you know, being captain of your soul, as that book says. And being proactive, great words, they'll lead us off track. Because God is all about you waiting on him and on his timing. Can you do that? Instead of Abraham saying, it's been 15 years, no son. I think I need to get with Hagar and make a son. And that's what you're modeling. Which one are you modeling in front of the church? There's a lot of weight behind this, and I want to take them dead serious. I, I have no reason to be here. I have nothing else to give you guys from my side. Anyway, let's go forward. Would anybody like to respond to that? As, as a way to kind of lead into our response to that. For those that born in the 80s and we, we had some, and, and I'm not boring, I'm going back to so We had um, some really good discussion, and, and some of it was around kind of clarifying uh, a point, a question that, that Kenny had brought up in, in a previous meeting. And it was really a question around for each of the candidates are. Are the, the elder candidates, are they 
the example that we used is we, we've offered at the 8 a.m. meetings, we've offered other avenues for members to express any concerns or questions like that that they might have for the elders. And the question is not, okay, is that enough and can we move on? What the question should be is, are, are we leading and have we provided the opportunity that each and every member might need to ensure that their voice is heard and that we hear them and can get that feedback and, and process that feedback. That's leadership, not, you know, have we done enough and can we move on? That, that, that is not leadership. And so that's a really good question, and it's one that I, I certainly hope each of the elder candidates has already considered. And, 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 and I don't feel that that is the approach that we have been taking. That, nevertheless, it is an excellent question to ask ourselves. Um, however, I feel that, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make this, uh, I can't talk for the other candidates, but I think that where we go to identify the qualities or qualifications of a potential elder is we go to First Timothy, we go to Titus, we read what? And if, well, I'll, I'll, I'll talk directly to you, Andy. So if, if you look at, at my life and, and you compare what you see or maybe what's missing in my life, if you are comparing that to what Paul wrote and you see a gap, not seeing it. If you're not seeing what, what Paul says we need to have as an elder, then, then where that brings us is it, that's not now an opportunity for me to prove to you that I have those qualities. At that juncture, I am not qualified. Period. I do not meet the qualities. My life does not possess the qualities that Paul requires, at least from your perspective, because you don't see it. And I, I that's just—I'm not saying we can't have discussion about what those qualities are. We absolutely should have discussion about what those qualities are. But I guess—and and maybe this isn't what you're saying—and that's why we have discussion to make sure. Because like just like last week, I asked some. I kept coming back to you with some questions about what you were asking because I wanted to understand exactly what you were saying so that I didn't misinterpret where you were coming from with it. I'm all for discussion, but if, if you see that there's gaps or perceived gaps, you say, well, you're not really, really qualified unless I see you now do this, this, and this. And only then can I consider you as meeting those qualities that Paul has described, then effectively that means I'm not there yet. And, and I'm okay with that. But I just want to be very clear about what we're saying. I, I agree with you. It is serious. Absolutely. But, but I, I'm, I don't believe we are in a place where we say, here's the gaps that we see and 
This is now what needs to happen. Discussion, absolutely, but discussion to gain clarity, not discussion to identify. Here's the steps that yet need to take place. Because if that's what we're doing, why am I the candidate really doing it? Is it to gain the qualification? Or is it coming from where it should be coming from? If I haven't already been doing what it is I need to do, it's too late. It's too late for me to step in that role now. I still need to grow. If your perspective is correct. That's does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, Luther said he's got to leave in about three minutes. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So just want to make that clear to everybody. If uh, anybody says something to Luther on the way out, like you said, you know, <laughs> he's not. <coughs> okay. Um, does anybody else have anything to add to that? So there's uh, Andy. You're starting with. Uh, there are. Um, there's a maturity that has not been manifested that needs to be there for, uh, or is, it, is that I'm going to qualify. Um, part of our discussion is also for the guys who want to serve to get a better picture of what's coming, coming down the pipe if they've not done that. And I always valued that. Someone had that kind of discussion for me because um, we may we may feel driven to do something good, but not realize what we're getting into, and then fall apart because we're not ready, we're not prepared. So that's part of the purpose. It's not just, and this is not a comparison of you guys with Paul. I don't know if you're hearing me, but it, <laughs> the issue isn't. Uh, X number of this, that, or the other. It's attitude, spirit of humility, being quick to call on God instead of running with the ball right away. Those are big, big issues in spiritual leadership. <clears throat> like Mark and I were talking about last night. <clears throat> Everywhere in Scripture, decisions were made as a group. There was no backroom where the elders assembly made some decisions, always public. Take a look at any of those examples. That's one thing. The other was, we have lots of examples of where leaders failed because they failed to go to God first. Joshua, great leader, didn't go to God about the Gibeonites and had to bear that burden. Asa, 2 Chronicles 16, decided he's going to count on the nation of Aram to help him defeat his enemies. And the prophet said to him, yeah, you won, but you did not consult the Lord who would have won the battle for you and strengthened you because the Lord looks to strengthen those who call on him. That's what Jehoshaphat did in chapter 20. He saw three armies coming at him. And he called Israel to call on God. That's what a spiritual leader does. Not say, what do you got? He's, uh, my generals, what do you think how we should deal with? Or the uh, high priest, what do you think we should do? No, they collectively called on God. That's what a spiritual leader does. Recognizing this is in God's hands, not ours. A nobody out of the crowd 
said, the Lord has just told me what we need to do. And Jehoshaphat did it. Are you open to that? Are you open to, to doing that in every crisis? And this was a crisis we went through and it kind of tested us. Because I'm listening to hear if maybe God's speaking through Emiko or Cindy or Aaron. Spiritual leader does that because that's what God does. He does things you don't expect. It's not through the strong, it's not by power or might, says Zechariah 4, but by my spirit. We need to understand that. This is a different realm you're walking into. And it's really easy as Americans to think, yeah, I've, I've gone through a lot, I can do this. Well, that's just the beginning. That's kind of like getting your black belt. You've just, be, you've just passed high school. Now you're getting into the real battle. I appreciate one guy, what one guy pointed out in scripture before we went to Hugo, he said, you really up to this? Because Jeremiah was told, if you can't run with men, how are you going to run with horses? Because that will come. And you think you've got the answers? If I were to respond to that and say, I am as prepared for what might come as I can be, and, and I have to rely on God to help me with the rest. Then where, where do we take the conversation? <clears throat> I've just told you. <laughs> I keep telling you everything, and eventually you pair it back to me in some form, but it's like, you tell me, you want to be the leader. You tell me. I want to just sit here and hear you guys say that. No, I'm, the yeah. question that I'm asking though, Andy, is you're, you're very concerned about whether or not <coughs> elders, and it's regardless of whether it is the, the five candidates that are over it, but any eldership. What I'm hearing is that have a concern of whether or not our elders, whoever they might be, are they prepared and ready for the challenge? Paraphrase. So my question to you is, if my response to that, if I, if I remain as a candidate, my response to you is I am as prepared for those challenges as I, <clears throat> as I can be, and I'm going to have to rely on God to, to help me What else do you need to hear? You got a concern. If that if that doesn't satisfy your concern, I'm asking what what where am I missing the boat? What more? In order for you to feel comfortable with Luther being prepared for the challenges that are to come, what else? <coughs> I'll keep the checklist. This is very interesting, the, uh, just the dynamic of this. The wannabe leaders trying to get out of the sheep what they need, what they want. It's something you guys should already know. You should be telling us and impressing us with, yeah, I've dealt with this, I know what we need to do. I know how we need to go forward. I know what we're gonna need to do to bring godliness into the church, to set a higher standard, 
and to model what it takes for them to become stronger, better Christians, because nobody wants to grow, Any of us et cetera, et cetera. I don't ask you additional questions mm -hmm. about where you're going, that mm -hmm. that's perceived as, I'm really not concerned with where you're coming from. I don't know what you're asking for me. I thought I've said everything. One of the other guys want to answer? I will say this. Um, I think both of you guys are coming from the same position. I just don't think you're, it's clear to each other what each other is, is saying. Because I, I feel a lot of the way Luther does. I'm not an eloquent speaker. And so every time I get up in front of the congregation, I have to pray first. I know in my heart that I can't do it without God. It's the same thing when I was teaching in Elizabeth City. I believe Luther is saying is that he feels that he has the qualifications to be an elder and where he is lacking, he is going to look towards God to guide him and get him there. And that's the way I am as a Christian. I know that I'm not a great speaker, but I know that if God is there guiding me, I can do anything. And we were talking about uh, David before. David was the same way. David did not believe he was qualified to be king. But he knew that if God was the one guiding him, he could accomplish anything. And I believe in all of God's leaders, that's what he wants out of us. He doesn't want leaders who think they got it all under control and they're never going to make mistakes. He wants leaders that are going to focus on him to guide them. That's what I've always believed. Now, are there qualifications? I agree with you 100% of their qualifications. A lot of the things that you've been saying, I agree with, and I'm right there with you. Um, but anyway, that's, just, that's how I want to go. Somebody else wants to go from there. Uh, I want to address one other concept that came up, um, and that's the uh, this idea that uh, we'll become the leaders we need to if we are put in the position. And that happens, that happens a lot in the corporate world. Um, the reason Timothy brings up about deacons being tested, and the assumption is that the, the elders being looked at have also been tested in life. And so you have this list that's giving you a kind of a, a, an evaluation of where the men are at this point. It's kind of a minimum in my mind. It doesn't say, you know, there's no mention in Timothy tithe about how much these men have sacrificed or lost for the sake of Christ. There are things that you think might be in there, but there aren't. But they are key. Because it basically alludes to a few basic things. Their attitude before God, their servant attitude, their ability to deal with people. If they haven't dealt successfully with their children, it's a huge test case. You can't expect them to do that in a church. It just won't happen. And there'll be additional issues. 
the people in the church. Um, if you have a propensity to look for gain, and you can't, and it may not be just monetary. There are guys in it for the glory, and I've met lots of them on the field. So they're not after the money, but they're after the glory. And you really see it when they when they write their reports or when they start speaking about all the things they've done. And he's addressing that. Not men who are after gain. So it's a type of person in a, in a level of maturity you're expecting at a minimum. And you have to ask yourselves, you guys who are wanting to do this, do I meet this as a first level criteria? Knowing it's going to get even tougher. Are you humble enough to say, no, this, I'm not there yet. I'm hearing the opposite, constant defense. I, you still haven't convinced me that I'm, I am aware of my faults and I, I'll step aside, I'm going to do some, some work. Because I don't know the word well, or I haven't done well in the relationship side, or I'm not good at tackling hard people, whatever the, the issue is. And take that seriously and show that kind of spirit. That's what does it. It's not <laughs> whether you got this whole pile of things that satisfies me. Or are you like Paul? <laughs> it's not where I'm coming from. Anybody want to throw any input on that or yay, nay, or am I out of line? Involved. 
it can be played on both ways, right? So it's confusing. It's not a clear cut. It's all, you know, this and that. So there's an abuse of power. And, is, and, and people are always um, tempted to abuse it. Um, is, is, am I on? Am I landing anything? Or do you need, does this need uh, more enhanced? Or, <laughs> you're, you're absolutely wrong, Ty. No, yeah. Um, I think it's perhaps um, um, the temptation, but not in the temptation in a sense of, um, you know, I'm trying to deceive some people and, you know, lift myself up or something. I think it comes in the form of, and, and um, what Andy is saying is, um, if you can hear it, it is true. My concern, my, my root question for um, those that would volunteer for the service is the, um, we, we talk about, um, we talk about the, the, the work or the struggles or the, the load from people, um, you know, kind of, but, you know, many, many weeks ago I mentioned that once you, once you hold yourself up as, not hold yourself up, once you become a guard, um, the shepherd for God's flock, um, the one that wants to destroy God's flock is going to be looking at you real close, right? And you could be challenged in, such, in, in ways that you don't anticipate, and you can, um, no one wants to see their brother get destroyed from the flock level looking at the leader. Um, so, you know, think about this very carefully. Um, yeah, I think everyone here is married. You, don't, you know, you say, oh, yeah, I love this person. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to have all these ideas. And it's like, man, like, wow. No. After the fact, it's like, no, you don't know. You don't know at all. <laughs> um, like, I mean, like, the, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Guys, sickness, sickness, and health. Some of you guys know that one in a way that you would have never imagined. And, but what's your commitment? You wouldn't have been able to give that answer when you were 18 or 17 or, you know, whatever it is. But what's the essence of the person that allows them to answer it when they're called upon? That's the, the process, whatever. Like, we're starting to get to the point where we can talk about that. Before, I think we were just, you know, we were trying to get there. But I think we're starting to get there. And it, it might be painful, but I think it's a good thing. You're saying starting to get to the point where we can talk about. What does sickness and health mean? The what? Sickness and health. Like, um, not just, so I'm trying to make a parallel from, we know what it mean, kind of means, some of us have seen what that means in other people's marriages. What happens when that's in the church? Last year was sickness and health in the church. What's the reflection from that? Kenny was asking me earlier, what, what would I, what advice would I give to somebody who was wanting to take on the oath of office, who was wanting to go into the military, raise their right hand, and 
Back when my dad joined, a lot of people joined, you know, because they didn't want to go to jail, because draft, all these other reasons. But now you don't have, that's not that important. So now you have to look at it as why would you want to get paid the bare minimum, risk your life constantly, um, have to live under the thumb of people who are above you that just don't have a clue. Why would you be? Why on earth would you be willing to put yourself through that? And if you can't answer that question, you shouldn't be joining the military. And and I think what he was trying to get at with me is, just like I ask the question all the time, why on earth would anybody ever want to be president of the United States? To have to get slammed constantly. Um, and I'm not saying Eller should get slammed constantly, but you're, like Kenny was just saying, you're, now you become the target of Satan. Because in order to get to this congregation, they have, Satan has to go through the elders. So you're the, you're the target, you're, whoever's elders. So why, you have to be able to answer that question, why you want to put yourself through that, why you want to go through that. There has to be a passion behind, not just because I want to put on the badge that says I'm an elder. It has to be because you have a desire to, to do God's will, to, to follow. There has to be something behind it other than I want to be an elder. Am I off base? Yeah, I'll, I, you're way off base. Can I wasn't asking you. <laughs> Okay, I'm, on, I'm very much on the outside looking in. I haven't been here for a while, so I don't know, I don't know what's been going on with these discussions. I just seek a point of clarification. I've heard a theme that if you become an elder, Satan's coming after you because he doesn't like your position. He's coming after all of us. If you are trying to live a life that you should be living, he's coming. It doesn't make a dang difference if you're an elder, deacon, or just some person in the church. He's coming after you regardless. So I'm asking, because it seems that there might be some experience observing it, how does that manifest? Is it a more, how is it a more serious attack on someone that takes a position of leadership? Because, I mean, my, my question would be, for the congregation, for the five gentlemen that have put themselves on the line. Have they met what that thing, that book says? It outlines qualifications. Have they met those qualifications? Because I don't know what's going to happen later on this afternoon, much less in a couple of weeks, months, years, yada, yada. Sometimes stuff happens and you just have to deal with it. When it gets, when it arrives at your front door, yes. that's just life. <clears throat> so, so to the first question, um, at work, uh, there have been a couple. There have been two instances where someone has come to me and said, "Hey, do you know such and such? Isn't that person? Don't you go to church with them?" And then get into some story. 
And it's like, hmm. reputation matters. Um, people, um, people, whether they're agents of light or dark, whatever it's gonna be, um, they'll look and leverage opportunities in certain ways. Um, and it's more and more it seems that uh, life is not just a game, it's not a, can't be neutral. Um, you're either, um, you're either advancing God's kingdom or, or you're, or you're the agent of, right, the one destroying. Mm -hmm. And it, it's amazing how, um, it's amazing the paths that it comes through. Um, whether, uh, you know, a child in the home, um, other people, um, other messages, other teaching. It, it's um, that oath of service that, um, Yes, each Christian and the shepherd um, that they take—it's um, it's, almost—it's almost staggering, and in some ways it can be frightening. But I think that's, that's being frightened of it is not the idea. Right. It's—it's it's to look at it soberly and say, "Okay, um, yeah, I'm, so, not, I'm not neutral anymore." Yeah. The same I, way that any, you know. Every Christian, eventually, you, you begin to understand that. So, is the, is, does it seem to be, is the sort of the crux of the matter seem to be, do the five candidates aware of the seriousness of the seriousness of the position or path that they are getting ready to take? Yes, and knowing that you're about to get into this, are you like Solomon and you say? Man, Lord, um, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I need you. Yeah. Are you like David? Are you like Saul? Okay, I'm a king, and I think I'm supposed to do this. I better do this because that's what a king is supposed to do. It's like, no. No. Yeah. Sorry. All right. You took all my time. Sorry. <laughs> Just to answer that, just to answer that little question real quick, uh, I listened to David Jeremiah, Gordon McDonald, all these guys on YouTube, and David Pawson, awesome guy. They said, higher level in your spiritual life calls forth a higher devil. The, the smaller and smaller things start to matter more and more. You may be, you may be right on morally and ethically and everything right but there'll be issues like why didn't you do this why are your kids doing that why aren't why isn't the preacher addressing this honor it will be a lot about what you're not doing that they think that you're supposed to that's being left out and all of a sudden you realize wow i have a million needs here a million children's needs and how do i address this so that people are fed and things are taken care of and all, all we're saying, I think, he, just like Kenny's saying, <laughs> you probably don't know that until you get into it. Yeah, all throughout Scripture, God has held his, his leaders to a higher mm -hmm. standard. Than, all Christians are supposed to live by a standard, but he holds those leaders to a higher standard. And the, uh, 
like with the sin sacrifices, they were greater for leaders all, all the way throughout Scripture. He holds his leaders to our standard. And my, my, my comparison with Kenny's question to me was that you have to have an answer for why you want to go through that, why you want to take on that responsibility. There has to be more than just, I want to wear the badge. This is, this is the kind of discussion that the 8 o'clock that we're doing at 8 o'clock, so anyone that came for Bob class, if you want to come at 8, I know, you know, I know it's a little early, early to get here, but I think there's some benefit in hearing, hearing the conversations, and because uh, I know we, we carried it over into the 9 o'clock, but it's probably good to have some context from where we kind of, so still please come at, at 9. But if you if you can come at eight, I think it's I think it's uh, it's a good thing. I think we, we need to have these kind of discussions to understand. Um, it, it gives those that are candidates a better feel for you know where where the church is. I mean where the body is and what they want in, in a leader. Um, and then we can we can evaluate ourselves to say yeah you know what I put my name in but you know. <laughs> I might have to pull it back out if, if you know, if I don't think I can live up to that standard. Huh? Oh, the church put our yeah, yeah. The church put our name, my yeah, our names in, but you know, we ultimately have to say yes, God, we're I'm ready for this. Um, um, yeah. Do we have a timeline, like when this decision is going to be made? Uh, we, we, we've discussed that topic, but not, have not concluded. So I'll, I'll address that before service a little bit. Um, I'll discuss it. Just one, sorry. One, uh, the, um, hopefully you understand the motivation for the questions are not to, um, you know, figure out if, oh, you know, you know I, sh I should disqualify myself. You know, it's, it's not... Um, in some sense, take it as, um, you know, fill in your name. Do you love me more than these? Mm -hmm. And then stop and think about it. And, you know, I'm not looking for you to give me some answer on some dissertation on, yes, I love, you know, God's, you know, whatever, more than children, more than, you know, all this other stuff going on in my life. It, but that's, that's kind of the question that, that you, you should be weighing. <clears throat> okay, so with that, we do have the 